You're watching Profile Pod TV with Double A. And always remember to take it easy. Profile Pod TV. I'm your host, Double A, of course, back for another epic episode here on the pod. Now we have a great, great show in store, as we always do. Um, we have an awesome guest, man. I've been looking forward to this particular guest, this particular episode. I had it circled on the calendar in bright, bright red um, marker. So before we get to our guest, just a couple things real quick. Don't forget to subscribe right here on Profile Pod TV. Um, hit that little button on the bottom right-hand corner and uh, subscribe, man. So show some support. That's one way you can do it. Uh, Don't forget to leave the review, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already. Um, Always love interacting with the audience and the followers and the listeners, man. So uh, much love to everybody who's tuning in. And if you're tuning in on the audio, thank you so much. Um, Let's get right into our, our, let's get into it, man. Cause I'm chomping at the bit. As you can see, we have my man here, and um, he just—he's uh, about to drop his new single. And uh, we had a little mix-up earlier, but, uh, but we—I thought it was dropping today, which it's—it's it's not. It's about to drop on the 19th, I believe. And uh, my man is uh, just appeared on the cover of Stilo magazine. He's dropped uh, several singles. He's here to talk about his story, a little bit about what he upcoming project, what he's got going on. He's got so much going on. I'm seeing him everywhere. And uh, let's get right into it. Without further ado, my man, Mr. Rama. How you doing, brother? My brother, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. My brother, Double A, uh, such an honor to be here and to just be able to, to chop it up with you, share some stories and, and talk music and and you know, and whatever arises, you know, just super cool, man. So thank you, thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, the pleasure's all, man, man. Thank you for taking the time. I can't thank you enough, man, because you know, like I said, man, I was I've been looking forward to this, and first time I saw uh, saw you, man, I stumbled upon you, uh, you know, just on Instagram, and uh, I saw you your post. I think it was about two months now, two months ago, and uh, the seer of the field that uh, that clip. And I saw that, man. I was like, man, this is freaking dynamite, bro. This is fire right here, man. I got to I gotta hit this guy up. So I, I was like, I was kind of nervous to hit you up at first, man. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do this, man. You know, so, and you were gracious, man. You were cool, humble, and shit, here we are, man. So uh, thank you, bro. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy that you reached out. I mean, that's what it's about, you know, so... Just really, I'm really humbled that you reached out. I mean, you know, I, I was I was honored that you reached out and that you even want to have me on your show. So for me, it's a like I said, it's an honor and it's it, and I think it's really cool. And you know, it's a that's what that's what everything's about. You know, connection and reaching out. And we have a you know, we have, if we have an instinct or, or if we have a thought, you know, we can act on it. You know, if it's something like like this that just creates unity, creates conversation. Um, I think it's just wonderful. So yeah, thanks for acting on your instinct, bro. <laughs> of course, man. I think that's the beauty of what we do, man. In, in this world, right? In this world of of entertainment and our, our artistry, and um, uh, just it, you know, it brings people together. It brings people that you I never thought in, in a million years I'd meet all these people, man. Since I started podcasting, and it, it's been such a such a 
um, epic, epic journey, man. And you, you, you're part of that now. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable what the, you know, when people come together, like-minded, like-minded individuals come together and, um, to create magic, bro. That's right. You know? Yeah. So beautiful. And I mean, and, you know, and with this, the power of the internet and, and social media and how things are moving right now. And just to be able to connect with people like, like we, like, you know, for instance, you and I didn't meet on the street. We didn't meet at an event. We didn't meet at somebody's house. You know, it's like we met in cyberspace. It's unbelievable. It's quite unbelievable. You know, it's remarkable. I trip out on that a lot, man. I do trip out on that a lot. You know, I, I think uh, as, as a matter of fact, bro, I, I would say, man, I'd say I've, I've done 90 episodes now. This is I think my 94th episode. Congratulations. I think I've met like four or five of my guests in person, you know. Uh, with the exception of my my family and cousins and brothers and stuff like that, but yeah, man, it's it's interesting, bro. But uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, and it's the, the age of uh, you know the, the age of technology, as they say. And but man, I wanted to get into right away, man. Your your, your single that you're about to drop, the one that I thought uh, was dropping today. Yeah. Uh, stay calm. Stay and, calm. Uh, yeah. How, how you how do you feel, man? I mean, you're a couple days away from dropping this single. What are your thoughts right now? What's going through your mind, bro? Oh, I'm super excited. I, re I really love this song. It's, uh, it's really, it's really bouncy. And you, you know, you, you got the sneak peek, uh, which is really cool. And uh, there's a video with it. So I'm dropping uh, the song and the video at the same time. It should be released on the 19th at about 9 p.m. or so. I'll, I'll probably come on my the Instagram live and just, you know, say, hey, you know, it's time, you know, it's about to drop, you know, come check it out. But um, I feel real good about it. It's a, it's a really awesome song and it's different. It's different from the, the, the last four songs that I've released. Um, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's different, but the same, you know, it contains the mm -hmm. same, the same aspects, but it's just, it's a little bouncier. It's a little more playful. It's more, it's okay. a little more fun. I mean, you heard it, you know, if you, if you can, you know, I'd love to hear what you think, you know, compared to the other songs, you know, it's just, this one's just a little more bouncy. It's a little more fun. It's a little more, and you know, like lifestyle, you know, talking about my hometown as well. Um, yes. You know, and there's some consciousness in there, like some political consciousness, some spiritual consciousness, all the aspects of, of that. I, um, you know, all the ingredients that, um, that go into the, the pot when I'm cooking, they're all there too, you know? Um, yeah. But it's a little bit different. So, so it's a, uh, and that's, you know, that's one thing about music that I love is that you can, I don't, I, I want to be someone who, who is always kind of changing and transforming and, and transcending and moving into something new, you know, redeveloping, regenerating, recreating, just kind of always doing something new, you know? And so I feel that, you know, I, I, I've, I want to explore different types of, of, of sounds. And so this was a, just kind of straying into a different sound and starting to explore some other stuff. And, and, and a lot of my music is going to be different from the last song that you hear. So, and I, and I really, um, you know, I put a lot of thought into them. And so I, I sit back, I really process, you know, the beginning, the ending it's, it's like a, I feel like I'm writing a book, you know, when I'm writing a song, you know, hey. Yeah, I was gonna say, Rama, that uh, you're, you're. It seems like you're with your, this, this five singles that you shared with me. You know, they they were all different, yet they were all kind of connected. Like, in a, it, it was kind of like a, a lineage, an evolution. Yeah. You know, with each with each song, man, and um, and and with "Stay Calm," kind of it was a continuation of that. I think 
Uh, it was different, yeah, like like you said, and, but yet it was kind of it, it tied into everything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's kind of my interpretation, man. But I, I think everything that you do is, is I love everything that you do, man. So um, I think it was it's great. I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hit. You know, this this coming Friday, right? Friday yeah. night. You said nine p.m. Friday, yeah. And uh, yeah, so congratulations on that upcoming thank release, you, bro, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited for it, and uh, yeah, and, and hopefully, you know, we, we can uh, unite forces to get some some people to come and check it out. You know, please feel free to share the link. You know, whatever. Oh, you know, I am, bro. For, come Friday, I'm dropping that thing. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, it, it, it's it's I'm it, good. Uh, it was coincidental that it dropped um, this week that they were doing <laughs> the uh, the uh, episode here on Profile Pod TV. It's an honor, man, for me and. To, you know, kind of coincide with that, you know? Oh, I think it's really cool. You know, I think it's, it was awesome. And I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh, you know, my producer, Javi Lopez, uh, he wrote me a message. He saw song drops. I thought it was the 16th because I know that I, I had told you it was the 16th, but it is the 19th. And so I thought it was the 16th. And, uh, and <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the same week uh, I'm doing the podcast with Double A. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect, you know? So, yeah, that's awesome. It's all and a shout out to to my man uh, Javi Lopez, man, super talented, man. Yes, I, I'd love to have, talk to him at some point, man. But oh, absolutely, uh, definitely have him on. I'd love I'd love for him to be on. It would be great. He's done. He's he's an amazing producer. He's worked with a lot of people. Has a lot of amazing music. I mean, his catalog is crazy, crazy fresh. Wow, know? wow! I, I would love to to see that catalog, man. And but but Rama, man, tell tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, man. Kind of. Uh, you know where you grew up um, and your what you're doing now. Yeah, t- let us know, man. Give us right, a skinny well, on everything. All right, cool. Well, well, my name um, is Miguel Rama Torres. Uh, Miguel Torres, my birth name. Uh, Rama is my spiritual name, and uh, I grew up in the city of Santa Monica, uh, west side of Los Angeles, about twenty blocks from the ocean. Uh, you know hanging out, you know, in the street and then also hanging out at the beach and then hanging out at the mall and, you know, just doing the whole kind of West side, Los Angeles kind of lifestyle thing. And, uh, you know, I had a beautiful, beautiful childhood. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a neighborhood, but it was, a, it was a dope neighborhood, you know, and, uh, um, um, I'm a cinematographer. I'm also a cinematographer besides being an MC and photographer. It's just a, you know, different passions of mine. I'm a graffiti artist. I love graffiti. Um, and, and I love the MC. And there's just like so many things I love. You know, I love meditation and yoga. I don't know if I shared that with you. I love traveling. You know, me and my wife, we travel all over the world. We, we visit different countries and different, you know, sacred sites and, and, and different like places of the world that, you know, that are just like worth traveling to, you know, and, and checking out. And so to expand, you know, and so, um, yeah, so so that that's pretty much me, Miguel Rama Torres. You know, from the west side of Santa Monica. Uh, uh, I've been an MC for, for for many many years. I had a long period of time where where I stopped um, rhyming, where I, I I didn't record any music. Probably like 12, 12 years, I think, where I didn't 12, 13 years where I didn't record any music at all. Um, and just recently, I I, I started developing this new sound, which is the the songs that we've been referring to. And, uh, and that's where we are right now. Yeah, man, no doubt. You know, Santa Monica is such a unique place, man, because if you're an artist, if you're any type of artist, man, that, that is like, uh, I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, Rama, that, that was like, it's like, I would imagine it's like a playground for an artist 
to grow up right there, man. You know, you got Venice Beach nearby. I mean, Santa Monica in and of itself, you got, it's a tourist attraction. You got, I mean, all kinds, you got the beach, you got the ocean, you got, you know, the Ferris wheel, you got the pier, man. The, just, I mean, visually, you got graffiti, you got, I mean, everything you would want, right? I mean, geez. It's, it's really stunning. I got to say it's, uh, you know, I'm biased. I, I grew up there, you know what I mean? And I'm right, and I'm here now, I'm right by it. So it's like, um, you know, I'm biased, but I really, I, you know, like I said, I, I've traveled all over the world, you know, by my, I've, I've traveled on my own and me and my wife travel a lot. And, and I just, we've seen a lot of places and yeah, there's a lot of beautiful beaches and this and this and that, but you know, no matter where I've been, I, there's been, I've come to the point where I'm like, Hmm, be nice to be back in Santa Monica right now, you know, because there's just certain things. It's just very eclectic, you know, and it's not just Santa Monica. It is, you know, like you said, it's Venice. It, it spreads out into West LA, Culver City, this whole little area here, you know. It's yes. a, quite a really beautiful, different kind of area. And, and yeah, we have the beach. We have the mountains, you know, like you know, we can go hiking. <laughs> you go yeah, Malibu close. Yeah. Yeah, the beach Here is right there. And then you have like all, all the mountain ranges and stuff. So you can be out in nature real quick, you know, and or you could be out in the city. I could get to downtown in 10 minutes. I'm down exactly. in 10 minutes, you know. Um, so everything is really, you know, location wise, everything is nearby and just a beautiful place to grow up. The weather is amazing, you know, and there's food, food from all over the world. So you can <laughs> find anything, you know, uh, just get anything anywhere you want, you know, just anything, you know, like I, I'm a vegetarian, for instance. So like for me, vegetarian oh, yeah. everywhere, you know, it's not, it's not hard to be a vegetarian out here. There's food everywhere, you know, you can yeah. grab different stuff. So yeah, it's just a, like I said, I, I may be biased, but for me, it's a, it's a beautiful place. And I, and I do love it. And it's an amazing place for artists because a lot of, a lot of amazing artists, you know, are, are from here, you know, a lot of graffiti artists, you know, that's my yeah. line of, of knowing, you know, but like a lot of amazing, amazing graffiti artists and musicians and um, actors and all, you know, different, different forms of the arts, but, but they yeah. come from this area, you know, um, so it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt, Rama, you know, and I've had my fair share of, of hanging out down there and, and stopping those grounds, man, because, uh, well, first of all, back in the early, 2000s yeah about 2003 uh there was a yoga studio it might still be there power yoga um, yes and i used to go there like uh every other week or so and uh coming from the sgv san gabriel valley i would make that trek all the way out to santa monica just to go do yoga man and um gosh it, it was right there off of uh it was near the the market there was a marketplace right there outdoor market uh, yeah yeah, yeah, it was on Santa. Well, there's he had two low. There was two locations. What, what, what time frame was this? Uh, this is like 2002, 2003. Yeah, so there was two locations. There was one location on Second, and okay, in Santa Monica Boulevard, and then the second location was on Fifth in Santa Monica. It was upstairs? Oh, was it upstairs? The location? No, it was first floor. Downstairs. First floor. Yeah, so it was you went Three to level. the one on Second in in um, Arizona. Yes, yes, man. I still have the yoga mat I bought from there, man. It was like a $60 yoga mat. To my, in fact, my wife uses it. to. She's working out on it, literally, man. That's awesome. We got to get you back on that yoga mat. <laughs> Definitely, man. No, you're right, bro. You're right. But, uh, and then my... Brian that? Kest, Power Yoga. That's a, yeah, that was one of the first... What's his uh, name? Brian Kest. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah, Power Yoga. That's one of the first yoga studios in Santa Monica. And besides being one of the first yoga studios in Santa Monica, because there was others uh, in the West side, Venice area, but this particular yoga studio was different because it, it provided a different type of um, atmosphere. 
and you you know because you went it was a donation based yes which is really beautiful because it really brings it back to that real um aspect of yoga yoga you know you, you did a little yoga so maybe you know the word yoga means unity right yeah. the actual yeah. word means unity so you know having a studio that's donation based promotes unity like nothing else you know that's like saying everyone is welcome you have a dollar come in you have no dollars come in so it you know so it's so beautiful you know so uh, there was a, not many donation based studios uh, there was actually another one that came after that that was really popular that closed down you know because of covid um unfortunately like most yoga studios and most businesses you know in yeah. general bhakti yoga shala was an amazing yoga studio and and the the founder uh, of and director and owner of that yoga studio was a teacher at Brian Kess Power Yoga. Wow. Yeah. His name was Ira. You may have known him. I'm not sure if you knew him. Gosh, man, it's been so long, bro. You know. Long time. But yeah, yeah that, that's really cool that you studied yoga. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. I'm a yoga teacher. I teach yoga. I oh, teach wow. Yoga. Yeah, teach meditation um, and different aspects of yoga. As meditation being one of the aspects of yoga. Uh, other modalities that are, you know, such as, you know, rituals and breath work, pranayam, uh, mantra, mm. Sanskrit, these different types of, of things that you, you may you may be familiar with. Yeah, you know, ma you mentioned mantra. I, I saw your interview with um, Long Beach Carlos uh, oh. on that live. And you mentioned mantra, man. And you inspired me, bro, because literally that next morning, or I might have been the next morning, because I, I take my girls to school. Right? And uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try something. I want to try to put them get my girls kind of relaxed and I'm going to play some mantra in the mornings. And I was doing that for a couple of days, man. And I kind of since evolved into uh, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> in fact, my daughter tells me, uh, put that music on. It's the Pandora radio, Frank Sinatra radio. Yeah. And I, uh, I changed the cha station today and she's like, dad, put that back on. I like that music. It was Frank Sinatra radio anyways, but, but yeah, man, uh, that mantra and uh, you, you were really talking, you got into a lot of that stuff in that interview, but but yeah, I do. I, I practice yoga. I mean, right now it's minimal, but uh, I, I do to stay connected because, you know, and, and not only that, and meditation, uh, I try to meditate as much as I can, you know, mindfulness and, and stuff like that. But yeah, man, that, that's a, that's a, I got to get into one of your classes, man. Shit. We need some studios to open up so we could have some classes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, hope, I think we're training in that direction, though. You know, thank God. No, you need to do double A. You need to come to India with us. Me and my wife lead retreats and we take people and groups of people to India. Well, we go to different parts of the world, but uh, India is on the, on, the, on the lineup coming up. Be one of the first places we go to. Um, yeah, you, you'd love it. It's a beautiful journey that, that we do. It's a 10-day, 12-day journey. And, you know, we teach you yoga at the source. Uh, we go to Rishikesh, India, which is in the lower Himalayas, right on the Ganges River. Wow. And we're outside of town, uh, in a beautiful retreat center. And we just, we, we practice yoga every day. We, we meditate every day. We, we dip in the Ganges every day. Yeah, this is beautiful. Sacred sites that are up in the Himalayas there. And, you know, it's just a really, really uh, journey of, of evolution. So, yeah, you're invited if you ever want to come. Wow. Definitely. Anybody, if anybody is interested, hit me up, but. You're invited, brother. Yeah. Thank you, bro. No, that's a, that's beautiful, man. India. Oh, shit, I got 
I got to do that, man. I got to do that. But, but yeah, man. And, and then, you know, but going back to the West side, you know, my, my cousin lived in, he lived over there off of Santa Monica and um, Granville. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh, right yeah. near Uni University High School, right across. Yeah, Uni. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uni High. By Uni High. So we do. We, we would by offsides. Yeah, yeah. We would party, man. That, that whole we'd go to uh, the room down there. We'd go to uh, Renee's. I think there was a place. Renee's. The Circle Bar. I think was a place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all those spots, bro. This was early 2000, man. You know? That's amazing. Yeah, I used to go to those places, too. Circle Bar is closed now. Um, maybe it opens up. Renee's, that place was really cool. That place is gone now. That Gosh, place really? Is gone. Yeah, that place is gone. It's something new Tem now, you know? But it's, you, you remember uh, Tempest? Tempest. Oh, that name sounds familiar. If I knew the location, do you remember where it was? I want to say it was on Santa Monica. Um, gosh. It, supposedly the owner of that was the Tempest. Uh, her name was Tempest, the girl from one of the actresses from the Cosby show. Remember oh. the old Cosby show? Tempest, Tempest Bledsoe, I think is her name. One of the, one of the, I forgot her name on the show. I do remember but, Tempest. You know what it was? It was on 11th and Wilshire. I think okay. across the street. I think you're right. Polo, I think. From, from where? From a restaurant called El Cholo. Yes, that's it. Think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. So I'm familiar with your stomping grounds, bro. You know, man. And uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your name, uh, Rama, you know, which uh, I, I, I have some notes here, man. Rama is an incarnation of Vishnu, you know, God, God of protection. Vishnu is one of a trinity of the three most important Hindu gods. Uh, Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the protector, and Shiva, the destroyer. Right? Yeah. Rama, the seventh avatar of the Hindu god Vishnu, his adventures, notably the slaying of the demon king Ravana, are recounted in the Vana Parva of the Mahabharata in the, Rama, in the Ramayana, the oldest Sanskrit epic written sometime in the 5th century BC. Does this uh, have any parallels with, with your, your, your adoption of, of the name Rama? Yes, yes, I, yeah. All, Lots of parallels. <laughs> Actually, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of yoga and speaking of mantra, you know, and speaking of India, it's it's actually all connected. Everything I just shared with you, my name, and everything you just shared with me, it's just all intertwined. You know, the place uh, Rishikesh that I mentioned, where yes. we yeah, that's where uh, Ramayana, which the, one of those scriptures, it's the the Mahabharata. Okay. Ramayana. And the Mahabharata. Bharata is, a, is another name for, it's the ancient name of India. India oh. was known as Bharata. Oh, that, wow. That was the name. And it wasn't, and it wasn't just like the region that you see now. It was, it was a wide region. It encompassed a lot more, including, you know, Pakistan and areas up going that, going up into Asia, more, you know, the Himalayas, it was all known as, as Bharata. So it's the Maha, and Maha means great, great. Okay. So Maha Bharata means the great India. And that's, mm. um, that's the, you know, an ancient, it's the, it's the oldest of, of the, of the Puranas, which are, uh, the Puranas are uh, a series of books that okay. make up, they make up one larger volume, like the Vedas is an older, the Vedas, for instance, predate these books that you're mentioning. <clears throat> the Vedas are a series of books that form one body of information. And that body of information is a school of thought. So the Ramayana that you mentioned in there, 
my name, Rama, actually, the name Rama is in the, in the title, Ramayana. Yes. And the Ramayana is the story of King Rama, which is the, the person who I'm named after, King Rama. And so the Ramayana is the story of Rama and his wife Sita and another deity known as Hanuman, who's often uh, depicted as a monkey with a tail and, and people might refer to Hanuman as the monkey god or the monkey deity. Okay, yeah. Hanuman is, uh, so it's just a story of, of King King Rama and, and Sita and Hanuman and you mentioned Ravana, it's, a, it's Ravana, King Ravana. Ravana. King Ravana had three heads and he lived in like Sri Lanka, like South India and that was like his whole his whole domain, you know? And so all these stories are all intertwined into my name. And then um, Vedically, you know, through Vedic astrology, my name um, is also that in Vedic astrology, Rama. So my, I am Rama in Vedic astrology. If, if I was go, to go to an astrologer, they could see that my name is that in, in, in my Vedic chart. Um, so my name Rama was uh, given to me by my teacher, in India, actually, while, oh, while I was in India studying. Uh, my wife and I studied in India for, for a lot of years. We would travel to India and spend, you know, three, four months at a time there and study in the Himalayas. We, we both underwent a lot of different trainings and um, for different, for like I said, different modalities of yoga, you know, physical yoga, things that you would practice in, in, in you know, power yoga, you know, the, the yeah. That's one one small aspect of yoga is the movements, the asana, you know, the breathing. And then there's like the pranayama, just breath work with no movements and breath work with movements and uh, meditation. And then the mantras as well, you know, the mantras, the, the chanting or the recitation of mantras. Um, um, so, so yeah, just different levels and also like rituals, a lot of different rituals, you know, um, these are these are like the oldest rituals that exist. And all other rituals on this planet are kind of based on these rituals, you know, or, or they, they've taken from this, this being the source. So, yeah, my wife and I went to India often and, and we still continue to go, but we were studying for many years and, and we continue to study. You know, we continue to study with our teachers um, as, as evolutionary and lifelong students, you know, because that's that's really where it's at. You know, we're all just students of, of someone, you know, so yeah. even... Even the teacher is a student of someone, right? So we're all just kind of students. And so as a student of a teacher uh, in India, it's, it's, it's customary when you travel to India and you spend time in, a, in an ashram, in an academy, uh, in a home with, with an Indian family, let's say. Like if you went to India on your own and you ended up somewhere, anywhere in India, you could, you could go to any part of India and in five minutes, somebody will take you in. <laughs> <laughs> in five minutes, somebody wow. would yeah, they're just the kindest people, you know. What I mean, you have you have all types of people everywhere, you know. What I mean, but in but generally, it's in, it's customary to host, to take in, to feed. You know, people get fed everywhere there, you know. So, and it's customary to take someone in, feed them, get to know them, and say, "This is your home too now," you know, and then give you an Indian name, you know, give you a name that has a different connotation than like what, what you're used to. You know, right, like right. your birth name or whatever, you know? Yeah. So because especially for somebody like uh, myself who's, you know, from America, you know, from Los Angeles going to India, you know, 
anybody from out here, from the States or from, we're, we're known as Westerners in India. You know, they yeah. call them Westerners. And so Westerners, that's us. Um, you know, we come there, we have different mind states. You know, we grew up differently. We have, we're culturally different. You know, there's so much stuff that we do that's different, but we have no idea that we're different. We think we're it. Like we think we we think we know everything. We think we got it. All. We think we got everything sewed up. Oh, we did it here. We we built it. We did, and it's not yeah. true. You know that we're we're a young country. You know, and 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 we're an amazing country for sure. But there's so many things in the world that have have that have been established, and there's so many things to go look at. You know, and and so like yeah, like if you went to India, you'd be taken in in five minutes. They feed you in five minutes. And they might even give you a spiritual name, you know. In my case, I studied with someone. And um, I studied with someone. This person became my my spiritual master, my teacher, my guru, a guru, right? I have several gurus. This is my one of my physical gurus that's in the body. Um, and so I received the name and I, and I accepted the name. And then there was a practice that came along with the name, you know, that you have to do an austerity. There's, there's, there's something that you give up. You know, you take this name on, you do an austerity to take the name on. And so I accepted the name Rama and then did an austerity to to let it sit into my being. And now that's my name. You know, I go by that name because like my birth name has ideas and concepts attached to it. Right. So like if I hear your voice, if I grew up with if I if you were my buddy from the age of nine to 11. Right. I remember your voice. Right. Mm -hmm. if, if you're my buddy at the age of 19 to 22, I'm, I'll remember your voice. So if I'm on the street and I hear you say, yo, da, 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 I, I'm going to know who that is before I turn around. And all the concepts and ideas attached to that person and me, they're all coming back as I'm turning my head to see who it is. You know, all these flashes of do, 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 you see the face of the person. And that brings all these other memories. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. It could be positive things, but mm -hmm. it brings all these ideas, all these flat and like, oh, whoa, yeah, oh man, we used to do this. We did, you know, so we used to do this. And then what happens often, and we don't realize it, is that it's like a high school reunion. You know, I don't know. I've never been to my high school reunion, but maybe you have. Me neither. <laughs> they, you know, they it's they say that at a high school reunion, you'll often fall back into the role that you played during that time. Everybody does. You come back to the high school reunion and the bully who everybody thought was going to be, you know, NFL star, he's not an NFL star anymore. But in that environment, he is. And you're, and you may be the successful one now, but you come there and he's roasting you. You know what I'm saying? And so yes. it kind of falls back into that different environment. And this is because of the ideas and concepts that we have attached to who we think we are. So yeah. by taking on the name Rama and by presenting myself as Rama, there's no concepts or ideas attached to that name that belong to this body. The concepts and ideas attached to it are there. They have to do with ancient scriptures, the Ramayana, the Mahabharata. They're attached to Hanuman, the deity. They're attached to Sita. They're attached to Vishnu. They're attached to Krishna, which attaches us to the Bhagavad Gita. They're attached to Rishikesh and the Himalayas. So now we have an attachment that's different. Now the memory and the source of, of the name brings my mind immediately to a different place. And that place is where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's uh, that's the name Rama, you know, more or less. And it has a lot of different meanings. It's, like I said, it, 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 King Rama from the Ramayana, it's an amazing story. For anybody that's, that's interested, anybody that's watching this right now, if you are interested in 
in learning about yourself, read the Ramayana or, you know, it's one, the Ramayana is one of the books from the Mahabharata. So the Ramayana is, is, is an amazing story that talks about, you know, faraway land and a forest and a monkey that talks and a king and a queen that gets exiled and king, the evil King Ravana with three heads. You know, it talks about all these things, but when you really start to study it, you know, you start getting familiar with these characters. You start learning that all of these characters are you. You're the, you're all these characters. And everything that's happening in that story is happening right here, continuously, all the time, every day. You know, everything is represented in the story. You know, I'll, I'll even go as far as saying one of the real beautiful things about it that nobody notices, you know, some people know, of course, but India is, is you have in the north, you have the Himalayas, right? In the north of India, at the very top of India. And then in the south, you have like the very tip and then it jumps over and then there's Sri Lanka, right? So in the, in the, in the Ramayana, in the story, the characters travel through Rishikesh up through India. They come back down. They're down in the south where King Ravana is and they, they make it back way, you know, back up to the north. But what's interesting is that this traveling around, it, it's really, it represents, India is the body. And the traveling around has to do with the consciousness that travels to greatness up here, up like third eye. You know, you see the third eye, you know, third yeah. eye open. So that means that this, this area, the mind is, is illuminated. There's absolute consciousness happening here. So this story ta is really talking about consciousness rising and then consciousness coming down, consciousness rising. So it's a battle and, and a story that's happening within a person. The same as the Bhagavad Gita, the story of Krishna. It's an amazing epic and it's happening during a war and on a battlefield. But the battlefield is is in here. You know what I mean? This mm. is the battlefield. This is it. It's the mind. It's the, the thoughts. The thoughts wow. that, that take us away from who we really are. The thoughts that try to derail us. The thoughts that try to come in and sabotage us from being our highest, you know, from performing at our best. You know, the thoughts, those thoughts come in as doubt, as ego, as anger, as all these things. It's a disguise. But it's all just one thought. It's just one thought disguised in a million suits you know and so wow yeah that's deep man Holy yeah <laughs> what, what was the question <laughs> gosh man uh how's your day going no I'm playing, bro. <laughs> wow man that is uh gosh that's great man rama and then, now so with that rama with all that being said with you know do you um i'm trying to how could i ask the question now rama the mc um that I think that comes across, right? All of those all of that comes across in your music, in your um your persona as 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 an MC, right? I think uh, when I listen to your music, uh, you know, you you're very you have a lot of uh, wisdom Thank you. coming through, you know. Um talk a little bit about how Rama and and uh, as an MC and um all of this kind of how does it play into uh, your performances and uh, yourself as a, as a lyricist and as an artist? Well, good question. Um, <clears throat> the way it plays in is that, you know, I'm just sharing, um, I'm sharing the teachings that I've learned, you know, it took me uh, many years and I went to various places of the world to learn a lot of this stuff and from different teachers. And what I'm doing right now, what Rama's doing, 
is is sharing that wisdom, whatever it is that I, whatever wisdom it is that I've retained from any encounters with any teachers, masters, gurus, you know, enlightened people, you know, anybody with, with, with some sense, it could be anybody, it could be a homeless guy who's got some wisdom and he spits it, but you have to be there to hear it. Somebody has to be there to hear it because the wisdom is everywhere. You know, the wisdom's all over the place. It's a, it's, it's anywhere. It's on my, it's on my tea bag. Steadiness uh-huh. from character and commitment. You know what I mean? So how many people read that every day and then just fly by what it means? Oh, look mm-hmm. at my tea bag. Da, 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 da. So when, when we're when we're aligned with the teaching or we're ready to receive the teaching, then that that's when you know the wisdom is gonna pop up. But it's always there, you know, it's always there. So um I I'm just sharing my heart. That's it. I'm just sharing my heart. You know, I'm trying to share. Mm-hmm. Who I am, I'm trying to share some some goodness. I'm trying to share some positivity. You know, there's a there's enough music out there that if you don't like what I'm doing, you can go listen to something else. So I'm trying to provide something that's different, that shows a different avenue that may um, that may spark a conversation. You know, uh, that may create um, may create may provoke thought in a in a young person's mind. You know, in a young in a young person's mind, and and may may uh, let them know that there's something else out there besides what they're hearing regularly or what they're being shown, and then and then just that thought alone, whether they, you know, they like what I'm doing or they continue to follow me or it just provokes one thought, it could change it could change the direction for somebody. You know, I know that that's one of the reasons that you know I started rhyming again and, and writing these songs for for that very point, so that. Somebody would be inspired, so that somebody could think about it, you know. And 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 and, and I bounce around with from different stuff, but like you said, it's all kind of it all kind of ties in, you know. And so I try to create this this thought form, and like you know, like Seer of the Field, which is the song. You know, if I wouldn't have wrote that song, you and I wouldn't be sitting here speaking, you know. For one, that song yeah. for instance was the first song that I wrote out of these these the series of music. And it's kind of like I'm doing an album, but like one song at a time. So I'm, I'm, I'm tying the theme in, you know. So it's yeah. kind of like what I'm doing. And so, and so, like with Seer of the Field, there's a the hook, the chorus. You know, um, it says um, they say that the the chorus says, "Stay sharp, stay focused, see through the yes. focus, keep that fly appeal, and feel what you gotta feel." You know, so I'm every line, they're all just one liners, but they're delivering some sort of positivity about, you know, keep that fly appeal. You know, if you think you're fly, then you're fly. Keep that fly appeal. You know, feel how you got to feel. Feel how you got to, but feel something. You know, feel something. You know, feel something because that's the beginning of like, where, what am I feeling? Now, what do I do with my feelings? But we have to establish that we're feeling something. You know, there's a lot of people who are feelingless. So they can't establish yeah. anything if, before acknowledging that they have feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, no, no, that's great, man. No, the seer, the field seer. And seer is a person endowed with profound moral and spirit, spiritual insider knowledge, man. And seer. I even, I, I was, I, I saw that title. I go, seer, what is this? I even, I went and looked it up, man. I, I looked, uh, when I first saw that clip um, and I, I was like, okay, so that's what that is. Okay, that's what that means, you know? Um, before cool you were, that. 
What's that? I had a, that's really cool that you looked that up because I don't I don't know how many people know what it means or 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 uh, it's a it's also like a flip on the name Rama and Vishnu. And Krishna is the knower of the field. Krishna, because Krishna is consciousness. So the knower okay. of the field is that which is consciousness. And so um, I had a when I when I released that song, I had a lot of good responses for it, and a lot of people were 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 saying different things. And I was like, wow, this is really cool because again, it was one of those songs where I applied different aspects into it and then tied it in together. So different people feel like it's being spoken to them. So I had one of my friends who who immediately told me, he said, I love this song. I play it when I draw now, you know, when I'm doing, when I'm sketching in my book, I, this is so cool that you did a song for artists. And I said, oh, a song for artists. And it is, there's some lines in there that talk about being an artist and talking about, you know, focusing on the craft, just focus on the craft, success comes regardless. You ain't, and you know, you ain't just an artist. You know, you're a king of a queen or a queen of a king with a dream doing your thing. So, <laughs> so the artists heard that and they're like, oh, this is for the artists. And I had other people that, you know, that, that, that told me that, oh, this is, a, dude, this is so dope. You did a song for football players? And I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, the seer of the field. You're talking about being on the field, right? And how the quarterback has to align and like, so... You know, and all these Ooh. different. So when I heard that, I was like, wow, yeah, because the seer of the field is you at your highest performance. You know, it's you and you're in absolute consciousness and you can see past the illusion beyond the veil. Right. Yes. Beyond the veil. Oh, That's so your the other song. Yeah. can see beyond the veil, you know. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And as an ex-football player. I can tell you, I, I, I appreciate that seer of the field, man. Yeah, that's great. That's a great interpretation, great application there, man. And, uh, before you were Rama, you know, let's take it back a little bit, bro. Uh, you were, now, were you sight raw before you were with Soldado or kind of take take us back to the chronological order there a little bit? Where, so in the early days of it as an MC. Well, it all started before MC and I was a graffiti artist. And as a graffiti artist, I went by the name Sight, S-I-T-E. And gotcha. a lot of people still call me Sight. Lots of people, they refer to me as Sight. So when I hear that name, I know what part of, you know, what time in, of my life, what period of my life that happened when it's just, yeah. you know, it's a long time ago. Uh, so it started with Sight, a graffiti artist. And then when I started rhyming, putting lyrics together, and then kind of just saying, oh, you know, I'm going to be a lyricist. I'm going to start moving into that. I... I added to the name, I added the word raw. Because back then, like I said, you know, I was in ciphers and I was battling and it was lyricism for me was very raw then. It was just about lyrics and rhyming and hitting punchlines. And, you know, we we were, my my cousin and I, uh, we had turntables. And so we would DJ in his garage all night. My little brother who was much younger, he had a keyboard and he was making beats on his keyboard. We had turntables. And we were just in the garage every day, every single day, like all night, just playing records. We had rec- like tons and tons of records. And we're just sitting there playing records and records and crates and crates of records. And so it was all just really like underground hip hop. We listened to everything, but it was like the real lyricism and the real hardcore. That's where we were at. So we were emulating that type of rap, you know. And so the name Sight Raw kind of came from that era of my life where I was very much um, rapping in a different form, a little hard, like much, much harder, much harder and more direct. And, you know, 
Yeah. Time. I saw that, yeah. Raw, it, it, then uh, I was an MC for a group that I started called The Second State with my rap partner, the Fraudulent. And me and my- Who's the partner, I'm sorry? My, my friend Vance, The Fraudulent. He was uh, my rap partner and we used to rap together. My cousin Desai was our DJ. We had another DJ, also DJ Niche, who was from my graffiti crew. And then my other cousin, DJ Damage, rest in peace. I got to send you his mixtape, by the way. My cousin, uh, Damage, rest in peace. Um, Yes, mixtape. I got to send it to. It's so amazing. It's, he was just a. He was the most incredible DJ ever, and he was. He was our DJ for a time period as well, and and so that site raw came from that, and then that that group second state, you know, was from a certain time frame, and then you know times changed, and I kind of moved out of. Then I started writing some songs in Spanish, which is when the group Soldado formed, and when the group Soldado formed, it was me and my friend Riff, Big Riff from the Filthy Immigrants. He was from another rap group. And then I was from a rap group and we kind of both moved away from our groups and we just kind of joined up and we started doing this, this project, the Soldado project. He was producing and putting music together for me and I was just writing, writing lyrics. And at that moment I was sight razón because I had to switch it up. You know, I always kept the sight like, so it was like sight graffiti artist. Then I added the raw sight raw, the MC, right? Yeah. And then that made it more of like a unique name as well for a rapper. From there, when I wasn't doing that anymore, I started rapping in Spanish and I thought, you know, Sight Raw is not a hard name for people to pronounce in Spanish. So I used the name Razón, which means reason. 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 So I used the name Razón. So it was Sight Razón. So I still had the word raw in there. Sight Razón. And interestingly enough, now I've just dropped that, but I'm Ra Ma. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that earlier where, you know, Sight Raw, you know, the, the raw, the, 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 the syllable, right? The, the sound is still in, the, in your there. name, man. How it, it's interesting how it it was there before that that sound, which is it's a it's a it's a bija. That sound is actually a mantra in itself. It's a sound, but all mm -hmm. all mantras are syllables that are put together to create. So, like that particular sound, ra, was there, and it's very interesting. I, I find it really interesting. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I, I noticed that, man. I noticed That's that. kind of the development of that name. It started in graffiti, moved into underground hip-hop through a certain age period of my life. Then, it, then I moved into more creative phase, a different creative phase where I be, became a solo rapper. And I tried to, I was, I didn't try because I, I, I did that whole album. Uh, so Amores Perros mixtape, which is, is online. And actually, it will be available. I'm going to um, post the Amores, uh, Amores Perros mixtape that I recorded is 26 songs and they're in Spanish and Spanglish. I will post that on my website and uh, it'll be up maybe in a couple of weeks. The website should be launched same day as the single releases, ramamusica.com. You, you know, I have merchandise for sale there and different songs and stuff and other songs that I've done with other artists throughout the years, like singles that, that I'll be, sh I'll, I'll have a page that'll just showcase previous music, but I really just want to, you know, generally just focus on what Rama's doing now and this kind of music. But I am going to provide that stuff because I'm getting a lot of people asking and wanting to hear it and just so people can, can vibe out to it, you know? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I was uh, listening to that. Yeah. You sent me the, the, uh, the links earlier and uh, you can see, yeah, man, that your style was different back then and uh, to what it is now. And uh, what, what, when, what year did you begin uh, emceeing? With, with, uh... Oh, wow. 90. Five. Okay, 1995, wow, man. I really got organized and started doing like shows in public 
uh, like two, uh, 1998, I think were like the first few, actually 1997 was the first show that we did in public. Yeah. 1997 as a group. 1990. Yeah. That was the year I got out of the Navy, man. 97. What a, what a year. And, um, so yeah, it just, uh, but you know, you know, you, you mentioned how, you know, those, um, you know, you, you can hear a voice, somebody's voice that you've known in the past uh, at certain periods in, of your life. And then you can hear the voice from afar and yeah, instantly you recognize it and you know everything. Everything flashes through your mind. Like you said, that's beautiful, man. I love that, man. Yeah. Nobody's processing these types of things. Nobody's walking around thinking these things. They're happening constantly. Same thing happens when you see 7-Eleven sign. <laughs> Or when you see insurance, like whenever you see things, they're constantly a pizza parlor that you used to go see, go to when you were four. It all is, you know, all the memories attached to that pizza parlor are happening in a flash. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's some psychology going on there as well. And, right. Um, Ram, I, I want to get into a little bit of, um, with how did you link up with Javi um, Lopez, uh, your producer, man? Okay, well, Javi, me and Javi are really good friends. We've been friends for a long time. And oh. he, him and I really kind of, we started off around the same time doing, you know, I, I he was a DJ. And I started, I was a DJ, actually. He, he was a DJ and I was a DJ. Uh, and we didn't know each other. I started writing rhymes. And I met him through another group of friends that were promoters. And the, the guy, actually, Stilo Magazine, person who owns Stilo magazine, the one that I was on the cover on, he, he was a, a club promoter in the nineties. Him and oh, another okay. friend, yeah, Jesse, DJ Quad and another dear friend, Fernando, and, and they were club promoters. And my friend, uh, Javi Lopez was friends with them. And when I met, I met them all together and they were producing music. They were, they were producing music together and experimenting with different types of, uh, uh, you know, machines with four tracks and eight tracks. And that's kind of what it was then, you know, we didn't have beat, like there was beat machines, like SP 1200s and NPCs, but we didn't have our hands on those things yet. And I think uh, Javi may be one of the first people that, that, that I knew that I was doing music with that got his hands on an MPC. So, you know, oh gosh, I met Javi in 1990, 1997, I think, or 1996. Yeah. Is he from Santa Monica as well? No, Javi grew up in a city just nearby, Culver City. It's just like okay. five, five minutes away, 10 minutes away, yeah. like four neighborhoods out here. And, and that's one of the neighborhoods. And so he grew up in a different town, but just right by here. Same same lifestyle, same yep. everything, same background, you know, a very similar, a lot of inter, intermingling with all of friends and different relatives and you know all this different, you know, everybody knows each other out here. So, so anyways, yeah, I, I met Javi then and, we, you know, he wasn't my producer then or, or anything. My brother was was my producer. My little brother oh, was producing music. He was like 12 years old. My brother was like 12. <laughs> what? Yeah, Marvin. Yeah, he, was, he was like 12 years old. He was making beats for me. And um, we met these guys and they were making beats at a different level. So we started kind of working with them, you know, like we were like, oh, and they were doing shows. So we started, you know, doing a lot of performances and Javi was the DJ at a lot of these performances. And then he had another group. He was from a group called Trilogy. Trilogy was a really dope hip hop group. They did a lot of dope, dope music. My boy, O Brown and, and him and another uh, brother who passed away, Bernard, rest in peace. And, and Nev, 
or Brown's cousins. So they, they were a really cool group. And, and when we started uh, emceeing and doing our thing on the circuit, we would perform a lot with them. So we performed with Javi Lopez's group all the time. Like all the shows we were doing, like, you know, Martini Club, Rainbow Room, The Roxy, all these like old clubs that don't exist anymore, really, like Coconut Teasers. Uh, oh, yeah. The Key Club, the El Rey, the Key Club, the uh, the House of Blues, the Viper Room. These were all all nightclubs that we were, you know, we were Troubadour. Yeah, the Troubadour. Yeah, bro, we were doing these clubs once a month. We were somewhere doing something, you know, for for cool. a lot of years, and we did we did hundreds of shows and and different tours. But uh, but Javi was on the same circuit with me, producing and DJing for for different groups. But we were friends throughout that whole time. And every once in a while, we would do a song. He invited me on. First time that me and Javi worked together, he invited me onto his album called Javi Lopez Presents the Four Tracks. Oh, no, no, actually not the Four Tracks. That was a different one. Javi Lopez Presents Execution Style. And I was invited to be on that album. And that's really when we hit it off. And I was on that album with the with another MC called Omar Cruz. And his name was Blunt's Law at the time. And the, the name of the song is LA Dark Side. It's that song's also available. You can you can uh you know tell Alexa to play it for you or your Google. <laughs> Which one is it? It's called okay. LA Dark Side. Okay. Execution style Javi Lopez. So it's just a you know, and so he invited me on that on his album, and I and I and I came on, and we really hit it off, and it was just a great vibe. And so then we just really stayed tight through the years, through the '90s, and then um, when I left, when when like the group Second State, which which I started, kind of we just it was no nothing bad, you know, we just all kind of moved in different directions. When that group kind of just kind of did its own thing. Um, Javi gave me a track and 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 I did another song called Site 100. Okay. Song, Site 100. That song will also be on ramamusica.com. It's another cool song that me and Javi did, Site 100. And um and then we did that song and so then we've always just kind of been talking about music. We we've, we've always been really good friends involved in each other's life and then it just came to a point where, you know, things lined up and we just started recording together and it's really cool, you know, because we have a really good vibration uh, like I said, we've been kind of doing this together for a long time. So we have a lot of similar, like we have references, you know, we could be like, remember that day, remember this club, remember that person, you know, we can, we can reference, let's do this. Let's do that. Remember how this person sounded, remember this. And so we have all these points of reference that we could utilize to create good music, to create different sounds. And, um, you know, for me, doing this type of music that I'm doing that's positive, you know, like you can hear these song titles, you know, execution style, LA Dark Side, like they're just a whole different vibe from what I'm talking about with Rama, you know, so you can see this, this big transition that happened. So for me, when I made this transition, you know, Javi was just, I, me and him were connected in that way where we were just really good friends and it worked out because I needed to be able to work with somebody who understood what I was doing that, you know, that, that, that I'm I'm writing certain types of rhymes and lyrics that are expressing a certain type of vibration, you know, and that's right. the vibration that I'm in, and that's the vibration that I want to share. Like I said, there's a plenty of the other vibration out there. You could just look out the window, and there it is, you know. So yeah. I needed somebody that could build with me, and you know, and and Javi hasn't traveled to India. He hasn't done these things, but he's but he's open. You know, he's open, he's open-minded and he's creative. And, and we, we just have an amazing flow, you know? I come with the rhymes, he comes with the beats, we get in the studio. And I'm telling you, when we get in the lab, 
it's like, we don't even, we don't need to talk about it. Turns the mic on and throws the beat on and we start doing our thing and it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, that's wow. my, boy, my, my boy, Javi. I got to give him his love and, and, and his flowers right now, you know, so, so the people know he's a really, really fresh producer and, and I'm really blessed to be able to work with him. Absolutely, man. No, yeah, you can see, I mean, you can't create what you're doing uh, with your producer unless there's a great uh, cohesiveness, uh, chemistry, you know, yeah, and you go back and show it comes through, man. I mean, you, you, I mean, if you've known him so long, and and I think that um, the professionalism and everything, um, it, it just it's just where everything works, man, in unit in unison, and it, it's uh, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, and thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, Javi's a, a really dope producer. We, you know, like he challenges me too, though. You know, like um, within range. My song within range, yeah. within range. There's no drums on that song. There's no drums. If you listen to it, you're gonna be yeah. a little notice. But if you if you listen to it, you're gonna say, oh wow, there's no drums. So that's like a, you know, he goes, I got a track for you, <laughs> and he plays it, and he's like, there's no drums, and I was like, all right, and I was like, I'll take it, you know, because it's <laughs> a challenge. It's like it's like you got to step up, so you got to you got to come with all, and that's really what hip hop is. It's like graffiti, you know, like it's it's all like graffiti. You need you have the wall and you got the spray paint, and then you, how do you get this, the paint up on that wall? How do how how do I do it? You know, how can I express this? And it's it's a challenge because you're you know it's a big wall, and but it, you can do it, you know, and so. You know, working with him, you know, being challenged and giving a beat with no drums to me, it's it's dope. It's like I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna fill those pockets in. You know, I'm gonna fill those fill those drum pockets in. You know, and and it creates new rhyme patterns. It creates new styles. At least for me, you know. So, Ronald, man, how how long have you uh, talk a little bit about uh, Graffiti the City Records, man? How you linked up with them? And um, you know, when did you sign with them and all that good stuff, man? Your record label. So Gra Graffiti the City Records, uh, I've, I've been on the label for a year and a half now. Uh, all all of the singles are on Graffiti the City Records, and they're all produced by by Javi Lopez. And Graffiti the City Records um, started off as a clothing line, actually. Uh, you know, making these hats. I've seen, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to bless you with some of these. We're gonna have to send some. We have to have them send you a box. Oh wow, man! That would be that would be yeah. an honor, man. Started off as a as a hack company, and developed, you know, like like most things do. You know, it's like it's that thing where everything is 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 connected, and there's just like everything is like uh, different titles and everything. But when you arrive, you arrive arrive as yourself, and you just weave it all together. You know, yeah. So even like on, on my site, ramamusica.com, I'm gonna have my my hats. You know, Om Namah Shivaya mantra mantra hats. So Baseball, you know, snapbacks with with mantras on them. Very um, cool, man. Oh, I can't wait to see graffiti stuff too. So just like you know, different mixing that's the cool. worlds and uh, and 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 anything that's artistic, that's positivity and, and contributing to that that movement. You know that that flow of of goodness and positivity and and being part of that that energy, and that vibration, and, and that electric field. You know, um, so exactly. No, no, that's beautiful, man. Great. And uh, how, how many artists uh, are are now with with the the label, man? So other on than the yourself? label right now is is, is myself, Rama. Uh, we have Dalia Coronado, a female MC who's unbelievably amazing. I don't know. I was if checking her out, man. She's yeah. fire. 
Yeah, you got to check too. You know, and and I'm a cinematographer, as as you know. So uh, her two next videos, uh, I shot. So Ooh. there's two videos that are coming out. Uh, it's the bag, and then there's another one. I'm not sure the name of the song right now, but uh, I I, uh, I shot both of those. And again, you know, just just weaving everything together. And then Brevi, Brevi also just released a song on Graffiti of the City Records. And it's called Watch Out. It's really amazing. It's a, she's singing and the beat is, a, you know, it's just absolutely amazing. It shows, actually shows Javi's uh, amazing range. You know, how you can drop this like really hard beat here or this, you know, like this musical song, you know, and the video is amazing too. And Brevi is a very popular female artist. She's done a lot of stuff. She's She's done stuff with Cypress Hill. She's on a few of their albums. She's done stuff with Eminem. She's on a few of the Eminem albums. Oh, wow. A lot of different stuff. So, yeah, fortunate to be in good company for me. Yeah, wow. Females. So that's really wonderful, you know? This was goddess energy. Mm -hmm. oh, of course, man. Of course. This was three three artists right now. Yeah. Hip-hop hip artists, recording artists. Um, going back to Javi, man, I, I want to kind of get it a little bit more into Javi because I, I'm really curious as to how you're – um, creative process, how you guys attack a, an approach, a project, or a song. Talk a little bit about how you guys, when you come together, and how do you approach, let's say, just a song. You know, how does how what does that look like for you guys? Well, my process with Javi is, you know, every every producer is different, so you have a, you create a different process with everyone. With with Javi, it's been a real cool process. Um, I, I I go into the studio. Listen, we listen to, to music, his music. We listen to his beat selection together and we talk about it. We hear a beat, we hear another beat and then we like, we might zone in on a beat and then we might talk about it for a few minutes. And and then, you know, by the end of the, of, of looking for a beat, we might've selected two or three beats. I, li I like to leave with one beat. I like to leave with one beat. I don't want to leave with two or three beats. I, I want to leave with one beat and go create something around that and focus on it and give all my attention to it, you know, grow it, you know, everything, plan it, grow it and just see it and then see it come. And then when that's grown and, 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 and the pot is beautiful and everything, next one, you know, and, and we have that rhythm. That's, that's one of the pieces of the process right now. We have that rhythm where we come in, we listen to the music, we pick two or three things out. By the end of it, we, I leave with none of the three beats we picked out. It's usually something <laughs> that just pops up. And then, you know, I'll go, I'll go listen to that. And sometimes it's, it's immediate or sometimes I have to just listen to the music a little bit, or sometimes I get a, an idea immediately and I'll just start writing to it. And then once the, once I've written the lyrics to it, I may have the entire song written. Usually I have the entire song with the, the chorus and a hook written as well. Um, and sub hooks, I'll write other little rhymes and I'll come into the studio and I'll, I'll, I'll present it to Javi. I'll say, look, this is what I wrote. And I saw it like this and we record it that way. And then Javi will contribute his ideas as we're recording, as we're, I come in with my setup, like, look, my verse, my hook, I thought this, I could do this here, you know, cause I have songs. If you, if you, if you pay attention to the songs, they're all really different. Some of them don't have a chorus. It's, I just rap all the way through. Some of them have really long choruses that sound like a rap doesn't sound like a, a catchy hook. It sounds more like a rap. So it's all just kind of, it's all kind of different. Yeah. And so, so I'll go home, craft this, listen to this, write the song, then come back, come to him with this completed uh, vision. And then 
you know, it might just be like that or he contributes a lot. So, you know, we'll go back and forth and he'll say, hey, you know, it sound dope right here. What if we did this? And I'll be like, that's perfect. And, and you know how I know that it's the right thing to do? Because a lot of the things that he says are things that I had already thought of. They're things that I thought like, oh, that would be dope if we did this. Or what if we dropped the music out here? Just simple little small things. But when he mentions them, then I know that that's what it's supposed to be. And so wow. that's the vibe we have where he's, we're, we're mentioning and talking about the same thing. So it's like, so I could feel comfortable leaving my lyrics with him, walking out and, and knowing that whatever he plays for me is just going to be through the roof. It's going to be well put together. And, 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 you know, and he's just a master of his craft. So um, that's the process right now. Knock it out. And then we go straight into the music video. Song is done, mastered. Let's knock this music video up and then let's drop it. Just like this Friday, you know, drop in Stay Calm. It's the song available on all streaming platforms. Music video, you can go to my Rama Vivo page. I have a Vivo page on YouTube, uh, Rama Vivo, R-A-M-A-V-E-V-O. Come there, subscribe if you want to support my movement, if you want to support, listen to my catalog of music, leave me a message, uh, tell me what you think, uh, and subscribe and tell a friend, you know, like I said, this music is, is embracing and supporting positivity. It's supporting that, that energetic field. And so if you want to, uh, you know, play this for your mom, you can play this for your mom. You want to play this for your seven-year-old daughter, you can play this music for her because it's kid-friendly, you know, it, it has a lot, of, it has a lot of things in it, but it has a lot of consciousness and it has a lot of education in it, uh, spirituality, and like I said, just trying to weave all of these things in to bring a positive message to someone's ear, whoever that is, whoever that yeah. is, bring something positive to them. Yeah, no doubt, man. Positivity for sure, man. And your music for sure, man. You know, uh, now how? So I, it, again, it, you mentioned how you'll be thinking something, and then and then Javi will kind of he'll mention it, he'll say it, he'll vocalize it, what you were thinking. So you're, and you said, they'll now kind of validates it, right? And they're like, yeah. oh, okay, so, so there goes, there goes that, you know, there goes that chemistry, man, that, that you guys are just in line, in tune with each other. Um, and that's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. I think it's, it, it makes it a lot easier to work together like that, right? Yeah, it's, it's a real beautiful thing. And then, you know, we're, we're, you know, complete different individuals, you know? I said, he's not involved in these practices that I do, you know, and, and his mantra and all these things, but, but we have that, but, but we have that, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's really, it's a real great place for building and it's a real respect. We have a real res big respect for each other. And I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, uh, he has a lot of respect for me as an MC. I have a lot of respect for him as a producer. He has a lot to do with me, you know, being here right now and, and writing songs again. You know, he, he, he really? has a lot to do with it. Yeah, he, he had a few conversations with me where he was like, yo, bro, you know, I think you 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 can get out there and, and say something real positive right now that people, you know, who you are and everything. And so, you know, I, I got it from my, my wife. A lot of different people were like, you know, you need to express yourself through this platform again. But yeah, but he's one of the reasons too. So, you know, like I said, the wisdom's everywhere. You just got to be, you got to be there to listen to it and to hear it and act on it, you know, if it if it's the right thing to do, if it's what you want to do. Love that, bro. Love that. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, Javi, uh, you, I can't wait to, you know, get in touch with his catalog, uh, number one. And uh, just, yeah, man, he, he's uh, he's incredible. He's incredible. 
but you, like you said, he's open. He's open to, to and receptive to what your, you know, what your ideals are, and right, every, the mantra and everything else. And you mentioned, bro, and uh, it, yeah. So that's a that's a. And how how long does it typically take? Um, how long does it typically the process typically take for a song to come together from from beginning to end for you guys? Well, it depends. You know, it's it's really interesting uh, because. I, I could write a song in, in like an hour, you know. I could write a song if I really, if it just really depends. Like if 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 you were a producer and you called me right now and you're like, hey, I need you to come in the studio at midnight, in an hour, right? And I I need it's an emergency. I need you to write a verse, and I need it like in 25 minutes. I'll send you the beat. Listen to it on the way to the studio. I show up to the studio with a written song, you know. Because it's that, it's that, it's just arriving <laughs> to meet the moment. You know what I'm saying? So the time frame of the song could be months, but the song, because that's when the song's supposed to arrive, you know? So I have, I have, I could write a song and, and, and there could be, you know, the lyrics could be from three years ago, let's say, right? But that song will be released when it's meant to be released, right? So then it you arrive at that moment for the, for the release of it, you know, the, the, that's the day of the release and that and you've arrived to do the work whenever that was for that. So pretty much what I'm saying is I, I do the work and then kind of forget about it and then move on. So I don't dwell on, on certain things, you know? And so I, I'll, I'll record a song and once the song's recorded, that's it. It's, it's, you know, because I, you know, let's say I have the song written down on a piece of paper right? Memorize it or whatever. I can, I can read the song off of the paper in the booth, or I can have it memorized, you know? So it all depends. If I memorize the song and deliver it in the booth for memorization, you're going to get a better performance. You're going to feel a lot more from that. You know, you're going to feel the words that I'm saying a lot more because I'm going to mean them a lot more. I'm going to really be, they're going to be coming from me. If I'm reading them off of the piece of paper, that's still from me, but the transmission is different. So think about that. You know, I, I could write the song right now and go record it and, and have, you know, seven songs out this week, right? I could do one a day. But you know, for me, it's not even about that. It's about what's the message? Let me get to that message. Let me work on this message. Let me make sure that before this leaves my lips, because once it leaves my lips and I leave it with someone else, that's what it is. So before I go into the booth, it has to, it's been refined. It's already been refined like ghee. You know what ghee is? Ghee. Ghee is no. refined butter. <laughs> so it's been refined. It's refined, refined, refined. I show up to the studio. It's already refined. It's already like, I'm ready to, these are the words. This is what I'm ready to deliver. I'm not, I'm not you know, you know, I'm not scared of what I'm saying. It's like, this is it. I'm here to deliver this message, you know. And, and There's no turning back. No turning back. And if it's delivered from memory, then it's going to take me, you know, I could write a song and maybe memorize it by the time I'm done writing it because they're my own words, you know. But maybe it's going to take me two weeks to really, I want to hear the song. I want to, I want to rap the song like I'm performing it before I record it. And, and I do a lot of that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a different process, but, but I, I, you know, even when I'm writing the songs, I, I write them as performance pieces. I write them as a, like a, like I said, like a book, like it's got a beginning, it's got a plot, it's got an ending, you know, from the beginning of the song to the end. And then I go even more intricate where I'll do that within a verse, where if that was the only verse you heard, it had a, a beginning, a plot and an ending in the second verse as well. So just in case you hear those alone, 
there's there's completion. There's be there's like you mentioned earlier. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, <laughs> right? Yeah. The Brahma, yeah. Vishnu, and Shiva, the creator, the sustainer, and the destroyer. So it's it's similar to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. 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 It's a uh, gosh, man. That's great. That's great. Great. I'm blown away right now, bro. I'm really blown away. And by the way, the Brahma is a, is a bull, right? Brahma bull? No, no. The Brahma is um, is so Brahma Vishnu Shiva is known as the. Like if you see Shiva, Shiva very prominent in my life, obviously, right? Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Shiva right here. Okay. Yeah, I see. Uh -huh. Yeah. There's a trident. You see that trident? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Shiva holds a trident, right? And on the trident, you know, it's a, it's a staff with, and on the top, it's a, that three, that three is a interesting number because you have Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, right? Three, right? So this is known as the Trimurti, uh, the, the Trimurti, which is the three, the, the Trimurti is known as uh, like like the Holy Trinity, right? So in Catholicism, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. In this ideology, in this in the Hindu <laughs> mythology or Sanatana Dharma, you have the 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 staff that rep with the three on it, right? It's what it is. It's the trident it has a three, tri, tres, right. three, right? So it represents three, three things. And in this case, it represents... Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, it represents the three worlds, you know, the below, the land and above. It represents just anything, so many things that, that, that align with the number three. And so Brahma is the first God and Vishnu is the second and then Shiva. Brahma is known as the creator, the creation, the creator. So like everything's being created through Brahma. Vishnu, Vishnu, who has reincarnations, right? We spoke about Rama and all these different reincarnations, including Buddha and Jesus Christ are said to be reincarnations of Vishnu. So then you have, you know, you have Vishnu. Vishnu is the sustaining energy. And then you have Shiva, right? And Shiva is the destroying energy. So you have the G-O-D, the generating principle, the organizing principle and the destroying principle. Wow. Everything works off of these three principles, right? And it's very much like the breath. Inhale, hold the breath, right? So you inhale is the creation. You you hold the breath is the, you know, you're retaining the breath, sustaining, Vishnu, holding, sustaining. Exhale, the breath is dead. Ma, you know, Shiva. And so that's what Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva are. And uh, I forgot, I strayed away from your original question, but Brahma is, 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 is a god with no reincarnations. Vishnu has reincarnations and Shiva has reincarnations. And, and all of these epics that we were speaking about earlier, the Mahabharata, the Bhagavad Gita, the Ramayana, uh -huh. Vishnu and Shiva are in all of these stories as other beings. Is reincarnations. reincarnations. So Vishnu is Rama. Vishnu is Krishna. Vishnu is Jesus to some people. Vishnu is the Buddha to others. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's this, and then Shiva comes in and, and interacts in those stories with you know uh, he he is Hanuman, for instance. The that that Hanuman that I was talking about, she, it's a reincarnation of Shiva, and Shiva and Vishnu are chasing each other through time. So when um, you have the Ramayana, you have King Rama who's there as a reincarnation of Vishnu and you have Shiva who can't be away from Vishnu. So reincarnates as Hanuman to be near Rama is Vishnu next to Shiva. (laughs) So it's, it's really, it's really interesting. All this stuff is really deep and has so many um, concepts and ideas and and ways that it works, but it's just, just, you know, primarily it's like what I said earlier about my name that even these things, uh, Vishnu, Shiva, Brahma, there these thoughts because it's a concept you know it's supposed to promote and provoke thoughts so that we can have you know so that we can get closer to our our higher consciousness you know man i'm receiving an education right here bro <laughs> i love it i love it man we, no, strayed, from the, we strayed from the music topic <laughs> no no and it, it, it all it, it all ties in right it all ties in you know um we'll kind of switch gears a little bit rama with um going away from music a little bit and talk about your experience as a filmmaker and a cinematographer. Um, you, you went down to Mexico to, um, you know, with the GSO productions and talk, talk about that experience, man, going to Mexico to shoot that documentary film and uh, a league of nations, the follow-up to Mexico rising, man. How, how was that? Talk about That's that. Awesome. Um, th- those were uh, pretty cool. You're, those are football films, so they, they, you're interested in those, huh? That's cool. <laughs> I yeah. noticed that, yeah, exactly. That was really cool. That was a really cool experience. Uh, both of those films uh, tie into each other. And um, we were in Mexico City for that film. I was the director of photography on it, and it was on location. And it it's a really amazing story. It's a, really a beautiful educational piece on American football, actually. Um and how American football is changing in Latin countries right now. It's, um, you know, I'm not exactly sure how it is right now because of this last, you know, this last year's COVID stuff, but uh, where it was when these, when we made these films and, you know, it was, it was, it was rising, you know, like Mexico rising. It's, it was, that's what it, that's what that title means. It means that it doesn't mean that the country of Mexico is rising. It means that the football world within Mexico is rising because mm. these kids that are coming from Mexico, not just Mexico, they're coming from Ecuador and Colombia and Brazil, these amazing football players that uh, would otherwise be overlooked because they're not in America, you know? And, and there's So now we have these NFL scouts and people who are, are, are going into other countries and, and searching out kids because now they're playing football in other countries. And it's, it's something interesting. And that's kind of what the movie touches on. You know, it talks about how, you know, you're in, in America here we have the kids have equipment, you know, they have football gear in Mexico. You know, these kids play with mismatch, you know, cost. They're like costumes almost because they don't have uniforms. One guy's got this hat and this and the other guy's got this, you know, all different helmets. Everything is completely yeah. And that's really what it's like when you when you're down there filming, you know, you're in San Diego filming the San Diego team. And they're just like sparkly and everything is yeah. brand new. You, everything's brand new and sparkling white. And then you go down to Mexico and you're filming the the opposing team, and they're on they're on a dirt field. They're on a dirt field. It's it's just dirt, and it's like an inch of dirt. You know, it's just dirt. And right. nobody has a matching uniform. Nobody has a matching piece of of equipment. And but but the heart, 
you know, again, we go back to the heart of the players and because it's not about the equipment, right? It's not about the equipment. It's really about the heart because, and you know, football, it's a learned sport. Any of this can be learned basketball. We can learn any of this, but without the heart, without meeting, you know, without having the, the intention to arrive to the moment, to meet the moment, you know, without showing up, there's nothing. You know, so so all of this stuff is learned behavior. So without the heart, there's nothing. And so this movie touches on the heart of these these athletes that don't have. They're already, you know, they're they're showing up with only their hearts because they they don't have the equipment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's what this film is about, and it's and it's really beautiful, and it just kind of shows the the rising of of American football, and you know, and the cinematography aspect of it was really cool. You know, to be on location, and I've traveled to a lot of countries and filmed a lot of movies. You know, I've filmed in India, uh, filmed in Ecuador. I have a film coming out soon, directed by uh, Kamiko Hayashi, uh, called The Roots Awaken. Filmed that in the uh, Ecuadorian Amazon, and we traveled all through Ecuador to film that, and that's about Earth. You know, and the planet and shamanism and mother nature and the Amazon and, and breath and life, um, and which is another amazing, you know, all, all of these things could be on, you know, can be seen on my uh, cinema website, ramatorres.com. You know, uh, I, I'm a documentary filmmaker. And like I said, I love making films. I love, I love documenting. It's got to be similar to you, you know, doing your podcast. You know, it just, you, you get to know people, you, you, things you wouldn't know. You get educated and you learn and, and ultimately for what? to grow, right? <clears throat> so we're growing from speaking to Absolutely. each other. We're growing from, from, from being around each other, from this human connection, you know? And so that's, that's, that's the type of films <laughs> I like to make too. They reflect who I am as well. They're films about connection and, and positivity and people rising, you know, people rising. There's nobody falling. We're just rising. You know what I mean? That's awesome, bro. Yeah. No, you know, and, and going back to the football uh, being played in, in, in Mexico, yeah, and football, American football has been growing, and the sport's been growing uh, for, I mean, decades now, you know, and uh, it's it's huge out there. It's huge, man. I and mean, we're getting, um, there's a couple of uh, Mexican-born players now in the NFL. They're getting, you know, going to colleges in the, in the United States. And uh, the game is really, really growing, man. And uh, where can I watch? Uh, where can we watch those documentaries? Well, um, this one, um, The Roots Awaken, is still in post production right now. And the Mexico Rising, I believe. Let me let me see where that sat exactly because I know that it was in the it was it was floating around with the NFL for a little bit or something and i don't know exactly what's going on with that but i do have a film that's going to be released i believe next month april at the end of april it's called woman of the white buffalo and that's a film that i shot here in the states in south dakota uh on the pine ridge reservation and uh, i went there um it was 2018 and we lived on the reservation for several months while we documented uh, the stories of the Lakota, Lakota females actually, to be exact. And so it's a really beautiful piece on the Lakota women uh, talking about the beauty of the Lakota, the hardships of the Lakota, the land, um, the history of the Lakota. And it's all from a woman's perspective. So it's a really beautiful, beautiful piece. And um, that's going to be released next month. It should be on, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's gonna be on, uh, iTunes, or if it's going to be on uh, uh, Netflix, but it is going to be released next month. Uh, 
if you want to stay looped in on that, again, you know, just find me at Sierra the Field. Come to my website, drop drop me an email, and I'll keep you posted so that if you want, you know, double A, you can you can talk about it. And like I said, we can come back some Please other do. time. I'd love to talk about even, you know, once you see the film, we can talk about the film and talk about everything related to that because it has a lot of content and it's just a whole beautiful subject matter that we can discuss and, and create some consciousness around it. Uh, please do, man. Keep me posted on all that, man. And, um, you know, because I've done, uh, I love movies, film, man. So I love filming. Oh, are you good? You there, Rama? You there? You cut out there, brother. Yeah, I think. It, there you yeah. are. Yeah. So I was saying that I'm really, you know, that connection is. So I was saying that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the release of that Woman of the White Buffalo. Should be released next month. Uh, again, uh, I'll keep you posted on the, the release date and any information so that people can get a direct link to go watch it. I'm the director of photography on it. I also shot all the uh, aerial cinematography on the film. Uh, and it's just a really beautiful place. And I'm excited to to share it with everyone. Wow, yeah. wow man. Yeah, please keep me in the loop on that, Rama. Please do. Uh, but you've done a lot of profound work as a filmmaker as well, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Impressive, man. That's really impressive, up. man. Thank you. No, because, you know, I love filmmaking. I love uh, all the arts, Ram. I love all the arts, you know. But uh, in particular, filmmaking, uh, you know, I've done some acting myself. You know, I was on uh, Mad TV. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, if you recall that show, it was. I it was do. On, so you're a comedian. Fox. What's that? You're a comedian. Yeah. Well, no, I, actually, if you want to hear my. Two minutes stand-up set. I can do, no, no, I was a, I was a believe it or not, I was a Jose Canseco look-alike. Oh wow! And uh, I played. The, it was during the whole steroid uh, scandal in the early two thousands, and uh, it was it was a, basically a skit on uh, on that. I wore I wore the the uniform, and then one of the cast members, Ike Barinholtz, played uh, Rafael Palmero, the other baseball player. Um, you can check it out on YouTube. I'll send you the link. As a matter of fact, I'll send you I'd love to watch that. Two thousand. This was two thousand five, bro. Oh, that's so, awesome. Anyways, point being, man, I've done some acting. I've done um, some independent films. I've done some student films, and uh, I was actually did a lot of work as an extra. And so I love all that stuff. Bro. I love all that, man. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see those those films, man. And I'll definitely be, um, you know. I, asking you, picking your brain on as to when and where and to be just, yeah, so I can be kind of stay abreast of, uh, of all that stuff, man, or your filmmaking yeah, as well. Yeah, there's, a, there's a few more coming. I, I have those coming. I also have another documentary that I'm still working on right now. It's the story of Tom Hayden, Senator Tom Hayden. Uh, and it's a really amazing documentary. And that one's like, you know, I think we're about, I don't know, 65% done. So we still got a little bit to go. So maybe that, maybe at the end of this year, next year. Uh, and there's another, I'm working on a lowrider documentary that, that talks about the origins of lowriding. It's called West Los Documentary. I'm also shooting that film. And it's about lowriding culture, the origins of lowriding culture in the west side of Los Angeles, where I live in, in these neighborhoods here, Santa Monica, West Los Angeles, Culver City, and Venice. So it, it talks about how lowriding originated in these cities and how long it's been around. And we interview different people, significant people in the lowrider community and talk about, you know, the, the lowriding aspect of life and how, how it developed and where it started, you know, and, and how it, it, it was here on the West side. 
for you know a long time ago you know a lot of people think that low riding started in the east side and i think this this film is gonna really show people something different about low riding it's really cool so yeah that's another film that i'm working on so yeah a bunch of different stuff coming on so yeah just stay looped in and you know and check my links and i and, and you know anybody out there listening again just come come to my website, come to my link, my, my Instagram. I, I talk about it. You can see all my different posts. I'm talking about music. I'm talking about films, talking about yoga, all, all this stuff. The whole gamut, man. You cover those cheese, oh, man. Unbelievable, man. And, um, when are you going to start your podcast, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing you're not, you don't got going right now, man. Jeez. I like being a guest. <laughs> yeah. Right. Add, add one more thing to your plate, man. Add something else to your plate, Rama. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> No, hey, uh, no, I was gonna uh, lost my train of thought, but yeah, what, what was the? Um, and I'm sure you'll be uh, publicizing all of this on your, like you said, all your links, your website, your 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 social media, and, and what have you. Right, I yeah. think you'll be you'll be you know conveying those messages out and yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, my Rama, my my Instagram is a main hub for things. My Rama Musica is is gonna my website's gonna be a main hub because from there I'll have links to other things to like my store enamel collection. My brother and I are opening up the the Rama merchandise, so it'll be under enamel collection. There'll be a link to that. You want to go to Graffiti the City? There'll be a link to that. Uh, the Om Namah Shivaya hats, my mantra hats will be on sale on my website, you know, and everything happening. And then as far as like, like film stuff, you know, go to, go to ramatores.com. That'll be my, my cinematography website where you can see, you know, different projects that I've worked on, even my photography work, you know, there's just different stuff on there. So. Man, that's, it's awesome, bro. That's awesome. What's your website? Rama. Ramatores.com. R-A-M-A-T-O-R-R-E-S.com. That's for my, my cinema. Uh, real and different photography and stuff. And my music page is ramamusica.com. R-A-M-A-M-U-S-I-C-A.com. Ramamusica.com. Got it, man. I wanted to clarify that. So you, there's two separate websites, one for music, one for all your film stuff. A um, couple more, two more questions, Rama. Um, you, you've, you've experienced success, a lot of success up to this point, man. Um Talk a little bit about some of your challenges, some of the struggles, some adversity that you've faced through this journey. And how did you, what were some of your strategies, some of your, um, you know, methods to overcome some of those challenges and, and struggles? Hmm. Good question. Um, well, you know, yeah, just like, <clears throat> just like everyone, you know, we all experience hardships and, you know, especially right now, I, I, I can't, I can't say that there's a single soul on the planet that can say that they haven't had some sort of hardship even in this last year. Right. And, oh yeah, you know, and, and, and so like, let's say we had some hardships this last year, you know, we can, we can, we can carry those hardships with us and talk about them for the rest of our life. Right. Or we can transcend that that because it's those hardships are you know it, it, it's only there while it's there and when it's not there it's no longer there so if you're just talking about it dwelling on it then that becomes your story you know and then that story just becomes a repetition over and over you just start telling the same story everywhere you go you know and so even even hardships we have to look at hardships as you know what are hardships what are they doing there Is, you know Everything is just, you know, if you just look at nature, you know, it's not summertime all year round, 
right? So you, when winter comes, there's there's a beauty in it. Yeah, it's cold, right? There's cold and it's a little darker and it's rainy, but there's this beautiful aspect of it, right? Yes. So you embrace that rain. You know, you can embrace that cold winter. It doesn't have to be a cold winter. It might be, you know, but but you can embrace it, you know, and 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 see what's there to grow from. You know, what's there for me to what what can I take from this and and how can I grow from this? How can how can I become a better man, me, you know, or, or for anybody else, how can I become a better person? You know, how can I take how can I take this that I just went through and and expand from it, you know? And often I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you that every time we think we're going through a hardship, there's someone else that's going through through a real hardship. Yeah. Like a hardship that'll embarrass you that you thought you were even in a hardship. You Absolutely. Just, just turn red to be like, oh, sorry, you know, <laughs> like, sorry, yeah. I didn't know you were going through that. Uh, I'll just leave now. You know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so my point is that we all experience hardships, you know, and it's just like, how, how do we, how do we deal with the hardship? How, what are we going to do with this? Are we going to take this and, and make it a story, a story that we just start telling the whole world all the time? Because in that story, you just start carrying it with you. You know, for me, it's about dropping those stories, dropping the dead weight, you know, dropping, if there was some hardships, Take the hardships and smile, you know. Um, I lost my mother in, in Christmas Day of 2007. Oh, wow. and, you know, and a lot of people, when they hear that, they go, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, but they didn't do anything. So what are you sorry about, right? One. Two, a lot of people say, wow, it must be, Christmas must be a really hard day for you. Hey, like, Christmas must be, a, it's actually a really beautiful day for me, you know, uh, when I when I really process the fact that my mother passed away on Christmas Day, to somebody else it might be like this is horrible. I can't ever celebrate Christmas again. For me, when I when I really paid attention to when my mother passed, I I looked at the fact that it was a really beautiful and special day, and that the entire world was quiet and in and in some form still and in peace. You know, everybody like not everybody, but the general population is in some form of Christmas spirit, you know what I'm saying? So this is the time my mother's body chose to leave this planet. How can, how is that a sad moment? How is that, how is that, you know, not sacred? How is that not just unbelievably a miracle, you know? So it really is how we look at it. So somebody else is feeling sorry for me, but I'm not feeling sorry for me. And my mom wouldn't be feeling sorry for me. So this is, again, is this is just, I use metaphors to kind of explain a bigger, you know, a bigger point. And so I, I wanted to use the metaphor of my mother because I think that'll that'll hit somebody. Somebody will be like, whoa, you know, but this is the truth. I smile every day when I think about my mother, you know, and so I really feel that she's here and she's, her energy is is pertaining. It's Vishnu, it's Vishnu. It's that sustaining energy that's, that's just around, you know? So for me, bro, I take the hardships, you know, I throw them in the fire it's like I take clay, I throw it in the fire, and then I pull the gold out. That and that's what it is. You know, a lot of people don't know how to make gold out of clay. <laughs> but no, it's possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's possible to make gold out of clay. You know, and so, and so you know, a lot of my um, ways of sustaining this mentality, this frame of thought, has a lot to do with yoga. It has a lot to do with meditation. It has a lot to do with my travels. Uh, working with plant medicine uh, or traveling, you know, in the Amazon or traveling to the East and being at sacred sites and, and being in India, for instance, where you see people who have nothing like, well, we, we think we have nothing, but we have so much, 
you know, even the person with a, a studio apartment here has more than somebody somewhere else, you know, but to that person, they have nothing. Um, and so going places, meeting people, experiencing things, you know, like I said, me and my wife travel a lot and we, and we love to, to go to places that, you know, we visit sites, but we also visit other places. We visit orphanages, you know, like we visit orphanages. It's different. So it's, it's really how you're viewing the world and how you move around through it. And so hardships for me are, um, you know who this guy is? Oh man. Um, yes, I've seen him. What's his name? That's Ganesha. No, Ganesha. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a high school in Pomona called G Ganesha. They, really? they call it Ganesha High School. That's uh, a good I don't know if you knew that. Right off the ten freeway, yeah. man. So Ganesha is is the remover of obstacles. That's how he's he's known as the remover of obstacles. So it's you see a lot of people that'll buy a little Ganesha statue and put yes. it in their home or in their altar, and you know they're like Ganesha. You know before they leave the house. You know, I got a job interview today. Oh, Ganesha, you know, get this, you know, get me the obstacles. Hey, Ganesha, you know, Ganesha, Ganesha, Ganesha. And so everybody's praying to Ganesha and asking Ganesha to remove the obstacles because he's the remover of obstacles, right? But here's the thing, bro. When you start really studying Ganesha and you learn all about him, once you think you know everything about him, there's more to learn, right? And one of the things that you learn about him is that he's not only the remover of obstacles, he is the direct placer of those obstacles. So he places those obstacles for you to grow, for you to learn. So mm. that's a different perspective, right? If I, yeah. if I, Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. Yes, yes, yes. But if I can praise Ganesha as also being the person, the, the being who placed that obstacle there for me, because if it wasn't for that obstacle, I would still be the same person. This is how we grow. Right. This is how why they call it getting over the bump, getting over the hill in the road, getting over the because you grow from it, because there's something on the other side, you know. And so so again, I, I use I use Ganesha because he's the remover of obstacles, but he's the placer of obstacles. So, again, embracing all those hardships and, and bringing it forward and then moving forward and then taking what's good and the positivity and taking that those aspects and then pushing those forward so someone else can receive those gems. Mm. Wow, man. Yeah, that's that's powerful, man. It's, you know, we always hear about keeping things in perspective, right? You know, um, I think that's like that what you just said is just profound, man. So profound because uh, our perspective is is so, so um, important, right? Uh, how we view how we frame things, how we how we view it. And and you know you always hear about turning a negative into a positive and like you the way you just framed all that the way you framed your mom for example and and that 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 particular incident in your life uh and you turned it into a positive you know oh wow yeah no that that but you know what the ram i think a lot of that is uh is difficult for uh, for a lot of people i think to attain that level of um Framing and, and, and perspective, and viewing things in, in that in that way, you know, I, I think it, I think it takes practice. Would you say it takes practice? Would you take it takes training, even training, or um, to achieve that level of, 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 of 
perspective. You know what I mean? I don't Absolutely. know, man. Absolutely. It's 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 constant. It's it's not, you know, this is a constant affirmation. You know what I mean? This is a constant affirmation and you're constantly repeating to yourself. This is where mantra comes in. No, it's a mantra. Think about it. A mantra is is a phrase, a series of words and syllables that have been organized together and to be spoken in repetition, right? Spoken in repetition. And there's a reason why it's spoken in repetition. You know, like you notice I'm wearing this, this necklace here. Yeah. This necklace has 108 beads on it, right? And you hold it a certain way and, and, and you recite a mantra while you're counting. Your fingers are on one of the beads and you recite the mantra and then you move the beads to the, you know, you move with your finger, you move it to the next bead until you've recited the mantra, you know, 108 times you've gone through the whole thing. You know, have you recited each, each bead is one mantra 108 times. Now, why, why will we do that 108 times? Well, I have to tell you that just from experience, the first 20 or 30 of them, you're not, you're, you're still thinking about other things. The mantra is designed to bring your attention and focus to one point, right? So let's just use this simple mantra, Om. If we're reciting the mantra Om, 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 right? There's single focus there, right? We're focusing on one thing and that one thing is, is Om, right? Om, Om, Om. So by reciting it 108 times, the first 20, 50, 30 times that you say it, you're going to be thinking about, you know, did I leave the stove on? Oh, I got to do this, you know, all these okay. things. But what happens after a certain number is that the, those thoughts stop. They just, they dissipate. And all of a sudden, you're literally just chanting Om. You don't even recognize that you are until you recognize that you were. So there's a moment that you're like, wait a minute. I was just chant. I was like in it right now. But now I'm back because I'm realizing that I'm not in it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's These are techniques that are designed to bring you towards single-pointed focus. Yoga. You did. You practice yoga. You know, you're, you're breathing. You're, you're creating these movements and holding postures while you're using the breath. What do they tell you to focus on? So when your arm is hurting, they tell you to come to the breath. So by the time the instructor has told you three or four times, you know, focus on the breath, you forgot about the arm hurting because now, and then, and then once you realize that you forgot about the arm hurting again, now the arm's hurting again, or the leg's hurting or something else. There's something else because your attention, our attention span is horrible. Humans have horrible attention span. It's, yeah. it's, it's the worst, you know, animals have amazing attention span. <laughs> Humans horrible. We think we have the best attention span, but we don't. So yes, we have to train ourselves. We have to educate ourselves. We have to find practices. It doesn't have to be this, you know, this is called Japa meditation, but it can be so many things. It can be sitting down in front of the ocean, you know, counting the waves, you know, one counting something simple and focusing on this, this very simple, you know, thing that's happening, but with a profound effect on, on the human psyche, psyche, you know, so in, inside the mind is processing this smooth, repetitive flow and this pattern. And what that does is it teaches you and it changes your body, the structure of your body. So that when you're in a situation in a business meeting and people are putting pressure on you, you're just counting waves, bro. <laughs> does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're in a business meeting and there's all this pressure and people want you to sign the document and this and this and that. 
you don't care what they're talking about because you're just counting waves. And you're like, you know whether or not you're going to sign that paper because you're counting waves. You're just in a whole different vibration. Yeah. So all of that takes takes practice. You're not going to be feeling that in the business room if you didn't sit at the beach and count waves for on your free time because you know that it's a practice. So there's so many practices, you know, at football, you, you know, how many times do you have to learn plays? All you do is learn plays over and over. You know, you call the coach, coach, one single name, coach. You know why? You know why you call the coach, coach? So you don't have to worry about what his last name and this and this. So the, the attention is on football. It's not about the coach, coach, football, 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 you know what I mean? So it's all attention, attention. And yeah, we have to cultivate. We have to, um, and we have to cultivate with, 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 with consciousness and, and authority, you know, because the mind is pulling us away from all of this. There's so much, there's so many things that, that you could be doing or wanting to do than, than just sitting there counting waves, but counting waves is profound. And again, I'm using the wave counting as, as a metaphor, but, but that's profound, you know? And, and so. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I, you know, it's, it's, a, the mind is a beautiful thing, man. It's a powerful thing. And uh, like you said, you know, it, it's practice and, I, I like I said, I said earlier, man. I, I try to do it every day. I try to, even if it's for two minutes, you know, you know, or whatever. Uh, I try to meditate, and uh, I find myself, like you said, the attention span, and your mind wants to think and wander and think about. Okay, uh, did I, um, you know, what, what do I got to do tomorrow? I got to get in. I guess you start thinking about stuff, the stuff, just stuff, right? Yeah, you start organizing your day. Yeah. Your meditation. <laughs> but, but that's not what the meditation is for. It's to make you forget about the things that you have to organize. Exactly. So, you know, so yeah, that's so why I have to catch myself, right? Rama, I have to catch myself in those while I'm meditating. Say, no, 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 I'm just going to focus on my breath and let, just let those thoughts, like you said, dissipate, just go away. Um and man, I would love to talk to you about, you know, meditation and, and those tips and, and, and how to properly meditate and all that. Let's do Let's Let's have a meditation session, you know. Yeah. It'd be awesome. For sure, man. What's, what's the longest you've ever meditated? Wow. Well, it depends on what the meditation will be. But I mean, just, you know, personal meditation. I don't know, a couple of two, three hours just in a personal meditation where I've been just in, in a deep trance by myself you know, in my, in my meditation space, or maybe in India, um, there's also been other meditation, um, meditation type things that, that go on for longer that I've participated in. So I've done like a 12 hour meditation where it's like, a, a you're meditating, but you're chanting. We, you know, um, we just had a really, uh, amazing, um, holiday Maha Shivaratri that happened, uh, last week, actually. In Mahashivaratri, since we were talking about Shiva, is the great night of Shiva. Remember, Maha is great. I was telling you earlier. So, yeah. Mahashiva Ratri. Ratri means night and Shiva. Mahashivaratri. So, the great night of Shiva. And during that night, uh, people all over the world, uh, devotees of Shiva, devotees of, of, of the Sanatana Dharma path, they are chanting to Shiva all night long from sunset to sunrise. So it's about a 12-hour period of chanting the mantra, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, and sitting upright. So that's like, you know, that was 
that's a, you know, once a year, but there's so many things like that. So there's lots of different types of meditations and, and different types of things, but yeah, you know, we, we can explore it together. And then, and then the next, uh, and then we'll find out what your longest meditation might be. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely, man. But, uh, Hey man, I'd like to ask all my, my guests with this one question, who would you love to sit down with if, like, three people? Uh, it could be anyone, anyone. Who are three people you listen to sit down with and have dinner with? Three people to sit, huh? Anyone, past, present, or whatever, huh? Whatever, man. Well, I mean, I, I could go on, I could go into my mind and try to, you know, Bob Marley and this and this and that, but. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I would really I love I love to have dinner with my wife. I make dinner for my wife as much as I can. It's, it brings me a lot of pleasure, and uh, and you know that's if and 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 so my wife is definitely part of the three. She's there with me. You know what I mean? Uh, and I think the third person is going to be you, bro. I think that that's going to be the dinner date right there. Me, my wife, and you. We're going to go get some dinner, and that's what it's going to be right there, so that. Uh, we could get to know you a little more and I can find out more about why you started profile pod TV and why you do it and more about your football uh, world and your football life and all that stuff. Because for me, bro, you know, having the thought of, of having dinner with some person who's passed away, some famous celebrity or, you know, Julius Caesar or whatever, that's all fun and everything. But to me, you know, why stray from what's right in front of you? You know, you're, you're, what's in front of you and, and, and the people that you're, that you're around, you know, these are the heroes. These are the celebrities to me. The people that I, that I have something in common with, the people that are searching me out is who I search out, you know? And so, so yeah, bro, we got a dinner date now. Now that you brought it up, you know. <laughs> hey, thank you, man. That's, that's the first, uh, first time I've heard that. Thank you, man. Hey, let's do that. No, we got to do it, man. You know, and uh, we'll go out to the West Side somewhere or wherever, man. It doesn't matter. My house, your house, whatever, man. Uh, vegetarian spot, you name it, brother. Yeah, we got good veg. I'm going to take you to a good vegetarian spot. We got some really good veggie spots. Some good stuff. We'll go for Indian food. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. Got to do it, brother. Got to do it, man. Please do. And yeah, and, and, and again, if, if anybody w wants to find me, if you're interested in knowing more about me, my music, any of the things that I'm doing, follow me at Seer of the Field, S-E-E-R-O-F-T-H-E-F-I-E-L-D, at Seer of the Field. And come visit my website, ramamusica.com. Musica with an A at the end, R-A-M-A-M-U-S-I-C-A.com, ramamusica. There it is, man. No, thank you so much. I didn't even have to ask you that question. And uh, hey, Rama, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. We got to do this again, man. You're always welcome back. Uh, let's do a part two in the near future, man. Because uh, yeah, That'd be awesome. We could talk film sometime. You know, I'll send you some movies and we can talk about the films, the filmmaking process, any of that. You know, like I said, oh. it's, all, it's all relative, you know. So thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and, you know, truly blessed. And I'm really excited for this episode. And again, if you know anything I can support for Profile Pod TV, please let me know. You guys are awesome. One love. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you, bro. Thank you. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. My man Rama Torres out of Santa Monica, California. Go follow him. Go check him out. You can't lose. 
Um, he's uh, he's on the he's on the rise. He's going places. He's going places, and it's uh, fun to see um, where he, you know where he's gonna go. So go check him out. Um, thank you so much for tuning in uh, right now here on, on Profile Pod TV. Much appreciated. Uh, again, if you guys uh, support the show by subscribing. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram, Clubhouse, Twitter. It's all Profile Pod TV. And, um, you know, Double A, myself, appreciates it greatly, immensely. So, for my man, Rama Torres, I'm Double A. Um, we'll see you guys next week. But right back here on Profile Pod TV. And always remember to take it. Easy.